and welcome to my podcast in Yere, all about going behind the scenes with creatives and sharing life lessons. Thank you so, so much for clicking on this episode. I'm very excited for this one because today I get to sit down with the Whitney Madweke. She's a podcaster, fashion designer, artist, and social media strategist, amongst other things. Thank you so much for joining me today, Whitney. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Me too. Thank you so much for coming on. So how are you so, like I mentioned before, you're a jack of all trades. So how are you so unafraid to kind of explore your curiosity and all your interests? I think it, it's, wait, hold on. Sorry. I hate saying I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think. Don't say I think. I know. Anyways, um, for me, it's really just centered around the idea of if you don't try, you won't know. And I think, you know, when we are just trying to figure out ourselves and what we're into, what we're interested in, it's only really curiosity that leads you to the answer. You know, it's easy to think, oh, I want to do this because you've seen someone else do it. And then you try it and you're just like, "Mm, this is not for me. It doesn't feel like. (laughs) And so for me, it's really all about that. And. Um, From my experience, I've just always learned that, you know, when you follow your curiosity, whether it it leads to a yes or a no, it still helps you find more clarity about life and the direction that you're going in. Mm -hmm. And always looking for ways to expand and to um, just to share different sides of me. I'm someone that, you know, I don't want people to just know me for one thing. I want you to have different aspects of me that you connect with. think you know I'm just someone that likes to give you know like I like to help other people feel a certain way about themselves through my own personal journey um because it's you know when you see me it's easy to think a certain way but then when I do share these stories and you connect you're like oh wow she's just a regular I am <laughs> and you see yourself in a way where it's like, if Whitney can do this, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, like, if you have that curiosity, that urge, whatever it is, go for it. Um, we, we also have a different purpose on earth. And if you're so limited by, you know, what people think or just, you know, even stopping yourself from exploring your curiosity, doing the world, you know, you're not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's way to live life in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) so how do how would you say that you find balance with all those aspects of your life like how do you juggle everything Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the juggling is a lot of discipline um I think that is really what is boiled down to through the years I'm very focused and that's why it goes back to you know, I'm also very curious what I want to do and that I need to explore it to say yes or a no for me so I can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So it comes with a lot of um, discipline, you know, making sure up by 7 a.m. in the morning, even wow. now it's <laughs> to 4 a.m. Um, in quarantine? My, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I ran, I <laughs> I launched my brand which is based in Lagos Nigeria so I work on that time as well as mine so I'm starting my day at four technically um just to make sure what you need and you know it's just really it really boils down to that end of knowing what you want and Mm -hmm. telling yourself what you need to do so it's figuring out the best schedule of um the best way you work and really putting your foot down on it and saying, I'm going to do it. And, you know, it started back because I was studying law while I just wanted to study fashion design, but my parents were like, no. So, you know, I was in uni studying law mm-hmm. and I had that curiosity to be in front of, you know, a camera for YouTube. 
and it started off there and I was like okay how can I make YouTube work while also going to school um in England and I was just like okay we'll spend the weekend creating content shooting videos editing posting it up that's your weekend job and it's that source of mentality like even just growing to who I am right now and you know I get this question or this comments a lot on my Instagram, like, oh, wow, your makeup is so good. How did you, how does, you know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. guys, I look down back and I would spend like hours in a day mm-hmm. learning how to do my makeup, you know, and if I had a 9 a.m., I would wake up at like 7 a.m. just to make sure I had enough time to put on makeup and rush to class mm-hmm. so I could use that time to practice. So it's really that discipline, you know, if you want to, be able to do a lot of things you have to tell yourself this is what I want for myself and figure out the best way to do it you know my friends kind of crack jokes that I sleep I do sleep I just you know I just know how to work around the time and it gives I give that illusion that I don't sleep because you know I wake up and I post something on Instagram and go back to bed and like oh did you sleep I actually slept (laughs) someone that takes naps throughout the entire day i can't function up so that's also another thing Mm -hmm. um so um it's really just you know understanding who you are and being unapologetic about it you know um and i think that's really what helps you create a balance because you just know what you need to be a certain way or to work a certain way and to be super productive and efficient and effective Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's through that curiosity that you figure out who you are even more i'm not someone that really likes a nine to five so the entrepreneur life is for me and i know that is you know it's it's its own world you know? yeah <laughs> you're sleeping at odd hours just to get the job done but it's that it's that flexibility that allows me to be who i am so it's my perfect space so you know, if you don't, if you're not curious, if you're not taking risks, how do you then know what is for you and what isn't? I just keep nodding <laughs> behind the camera, <laughs> but you, I like how you mentioned kind of how your parents had like their expectations for you and they wanted you to go into law, especially, you know, coming from a Nigerian family where they have those ideal career paths that they want their kids to go into. So how did you sort of deal with that, you know, um, letting go of their expectations and kind of focusing on following on your dreams? Like what kind of obstacles did you have to um, come across? Oh, a lot. I think um, I'm someone that I will tell you what I want to do. I don't ask for your permission. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the Nigerian background, there comes a level of respect and, you know, how you say certain things matter. So it's always understanding your environment and still delivering who beyond that. So for me, um, you know, just growing up, I would, I'm that person in the house that if it's e-news, it's Whitney that I was watching the TV. <laughs> if it's it's Whitney, you know, like, so that little hints that you kind of see and you're like, oh, this is, this is how my child is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's even looking for modeling jobs around, you know, Lagos and, you know, just doing creative things. I'm someone that's very, that's really my space and I'm always drawn towards that. So in growing up, um, you know, when the time came for, oh, what's everyone studying at uni or what do you want to be when you grow up? I was obviously always saying things like um, fashion designer, actress, like everything I wanted to be was always in in a very creative field. Um, point where I was actually like, okay, you know, you have to apply for college. What do you want to be? And I said fashion designer. And, you know, my parents were like, I'm not sending you to school. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to argue, you know, I just knew like, okay, the best thing I can do is what I would want to do at college. So no one tells me what to do. I don't like people telling me, you know, making decisions for me. I rather do it myself. So even if it's not a decision I want to make, I rather make that decision. So I'm like, okay, I like my government class back in high school. I, 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 I don't like maths. I don't like science much. So I guess I'll just study law. And, you know, Nigerian parents, who doesn't like law? Like, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Honestly. 
a lawyer, a doctor, a banker, a counselor, engineer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was already like an easy in quote battle. Like, okay, she's studying law, we don't have to tell her what to do. So that in that moment, that's me taking control. You mm-hmm. know, if I you know, kind of argued with it like, oh no, I want to do fashion design. I that's that's kind of a battle I would most likely lose because <laughs> they they are not gonna pay for what they don't want to pay for. So might yeah. as well just pick something um on your own t- you know, at least you've picked something that re- removes them having that control. So I think at the end of the day it's strategy you know, and that's why I said looking at your environment and understanding it before you speak or before you say something a certain way because at the end of the day, you can have control if you're aware of your environment. So it was me just saying, I'm going to study law. And I got to law, I got to law, um, I got to uni, sorry. And I was like, okay, I'm studying law. In my first year, I just was like, okay, I really don't like law, but I'm here. Um, and what I did was expand more on my curious side. So that was starting YouTube and, you know, starting YouTube back then, a lot of people weren't doing it. So it was actually kind of like an odd thing, like even almost, you know, people were questioning me and making fun of it, mm-hmm. but I would just like enjoyed it. And it was from that, that I grew and, you know, I got opportunities to model and, you know, by the time you start telling your parents, oh, I'm making money from modeling. It's like, ah, okay. (laughs) Sounds good. You know, that sort of thing. Cause Mm -hmm. at the end, you can't really blame your parents, you know, because they are trying to protect you from the world that they grew up in. Mm -hmm. And the world that, you know, my kids would grow up in will be different because now a creative job can be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, back then for them, it probably was something like, ah, as a struggle job, you know, compared yeah. to that social media has expanded, you know, all these areas that weren't necessarily doing too well back then. Mm-hmm. So it was just from, you know, uni and me constantly expanding on my curiosity and making sure it was known, you know, like I'm studying law, you know, you guys have me here studying law, but I'm still going to do what I want to do. And even, you know, when I would go back for Christmas, I would always say, I hope you guys know after this law, I'm going to design. I hope you know. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, we've heard you. So for me, I was intentionally planting those seeds. Like, okay, I'm studying the law that you want, you know, and I'm going to get that degree. But let me just tell you now, once I'm done, I'm out of here. Like I'm not focused on law anymore. So mm-hmm. that was how I kind of in there. And, you know, I, and that's why it goes back to study your environment and study your parents. You know, you kind of have to look at them and see how can I communicate something um, without it most disastrous. And sometimes it will be disastrous. You can't really do anything about that. Um, but I think from, I was always trying to avoid a situation where they would, you know, kind of try to control it to the core because you know now it looks like oh she's not listening so um you know once I finished that all of that law and you know by doing all these little things on the side while studying law I was gaining my own credibility you know it got to a point where even my parents would even be talking about me like oh yeah she's on YouTube or even (laughs) someone now they both of us you someone would approach my parents and they're like oh we see what your daughter on youtube and you see them proud so it's little things like that and if i didn't if i just gave into okay i'm just going to study law and that's it um they wouldn't have seen that this is actually something that can work out in the future and that's what you kind of have to do for yourself people will doubt you people won't see your vision through and through you have to strategize a way where you don't give up on your own vision because they don't see it. You know, you still work on it however you can. And, you know, small, small, the credibility comes. And it had gotten to the point where I'd finished law school that by the time I was like, yeah, I'm going to study fashion design. I'm going to figure it out myself. And it's like, okay, well, she's gotten her law degree. She's finished law school in Nigeria as well. So it's kind of, it was, it was almost like, okay, and remember, I'm not asking for permission. I'm telling you. So it changes the power dynamic, you know. 
and it's just those little sort of things you kind of have to see for yourself and strategize like how do I you know talk to my parents about something or share something with them that is very important to me and you know it all varies because you know we all don't have the same parents and Mm -hmm. backgrounds and all of that but you know at the end of the day it's just you not giving up on yourself and eventually people will see that Mm -hmm. and have no other reason but to like support you or to not even say anything you know yeah did you ever feel like there was any time that you lost that belief in yourself or maybe like your passion for fashion designing started to falter just because of like all the external opinions that you were getting no not really like (laughs) (laughs) and that is because um I think I've always I've kind of seen myself as someone that if following my dreams or my passion means I'll be left alone or I'll stand alone, then I'll still do it. And I think that also comes from, you know, sitting down at home as a kid and watching a ton of movies. And I see someone letting go of their dream because of someone else. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, like, stay on your vision. Like, why are you giving up? yourself for someone else in a way where you know in a few years time you're going to resent that person you Mm. know so for me I've kind of always seen it as a situation where I will fight for my dreams as hard as I possibly can and you know there are moments when I have questioned what I'm doing where I'm going like that happens all the time even now but I think that isn't in a way where I'm kind of doubting myself but more so questioning what I'm doing or how I'm going about my dreams and just kind of reviewing things and being critical because I'm someone that doesn't necessarily listen to the opinion of others um so I kind of always have to be that you know second person that tells myself like what are we doing here where is this taking us you know that sort of thing and I don't listen to people's opinions because most of the time it's coming from a place of fear or misunderstanding. Mm. You know? So it's easy, it's easy for you to take all of that and think it's, oh, it's great advice. But most times you kind of just need someone that just explains the pros and cons, but either way to support you on whichever decision you take. I think most times people are just trying to show you the con and mm. why you should stop or not do it. And for me, once I notice that's your direction, I don't really want to listen. Um, I don't really want to listen to you or what you have to say because I know it's coming from a place of fear, as opposed to telling you know, as opposed to me talking about something and you're like, hmm, okay, well, this is what could happen if you follow it, and this is also what can happen. But either way, I'm here for you and I will support you. Mm-hmm. So you know, at the end of the day, I strive not to focus on what people think on how I feel about that thing because at the end of the day it goes back to how we all have our own purpose in life and if you're constantly waiting for other people to see your own purpose in life then it, it takes you nowhere it's kind of like think of the people that started you know internet or Facebook or social media yeah. you know people probably thought they were crazy like what do you mean people will be able to talk on phones? You know, what do you mean we'll be able to be on Skype? Like those people, like everyone probably thought they were crazy and look at where we are. Look at the opportunities, you know, social media or the internet continues to provide all of us in life. And it's by these people having this dream and knowing to what everyone was saying, they knew this is what I want and I'm going to bring it to life. So I always try to remember that that at the end of the day, everyone won't understand my purpose in life or my vision in life, but that doesn't mean I should stop. You know, I should only just focus on, you know, me and, you know, what I truly believe is possible. And, you know, along the way, you will meet people that support your vision or even if they don't understand your vision, they're still there to say, I'm here for it. And those are the people you should focus on as opposed to to the naysayers. Um, And that's really what is for me. Yeah, because honestly, in this life, you have to live for yourself and no one else. 
and I love how you talked about it you know kind of circling back to finding your purpose would you say that there were any like extra steps that you took towards that like finding your purpose and finding why you're here today um I actually spoke about purpose um in an episode of my um, podcast episode 30 I believe Mm -hmm. um and in general purpose isn't something that is simple you know it's not like you just wake up one day and you kind of know my purpose in life is to feed the world or something like that you know, <laughs> yeah at the end of the day, purpose is so continuous and the only way to continuously be aligned with your purpose is to be curious and to not give in or to not give up because it's gradually growing as you are progressing in life as you're living and that's how I've always constantly found my purpose like my purpose probably started I probably knew my purpose when I was a kid because I was so interested in creative things. Um, so I kind of knew, like, I want to be a fashion designer, like, probably before I was 11, I knew. And I took interest in that. And I held on to this. And that's why, for me, it's so important to hold on to your, your vision or hold on to who you are. And don't give room for people to dictate it to you. You know, it's easy for people to to see you and think, oh, wow, you have long legs. You should be a basketball player. <laughs> you know you should be a chef. And because everyone's saying you should be a basketball player, you're just like, okay, I'll be a basketball player. And if yeah. you just realize, you realize how unhappy you are. And the thing about purpose is like, you know, you always have hints on your purpose around life. And it's that curiosity, that, you know, self-awareness that helps you draw closer to it. And it's you kind of rising above above the noise, you know, coming from a Nigerian background. Let's say you have that purpose to be a basketball player and everyone's just telling you, no, be a doctor, be a doctor. And you know in your heart, like, you were made for basketball and that's your vision. You know, you have to rise above that noise. You have to, you know, fight that noise and tell people like, okay, I get you, but I'm into basketball and that's that. And, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to just hook onto your purpose and to not be afraid of it. And yes, you know, there are moments where you might, it might feel like you're diverting from it. But I think in all actuality, the more curious you are, it leads you to a point where you have a clarity on that purpose. Mm. For me, as much as, you know, of course, I had a diversion in law, even through that diversion, I was still holding on to the things that I saw was, you know, was me, you know, holding on to YouTube, holding on to finding modeling jobs, holding on to, you know, when I'm back home in Nigeria, making sure I'm at the fashion shows, working backstage as well. Um, and it's literally those little things that kind of hold you, hold you down and continue and it continues to align you. And even at the point when I was so angry and upset with my life, like, what am I even doing in Nigeria? Why am I I still on this law path? (laughs) I just had to yank myself up and be like, I'm moving to New York. I need to do what will make me happy. And that's studying fashion design. I need to launch my own brand. And I've got to a point where I've launched my own brand. And it's still understanding, like, it was that curiosity when I started that YouTube channel and holding on to that curiosity in the creative world that led me to this point because I like to say like if I didn't start YouTube when I did and move to New York when I did, you know, I probably will still be in a nine to five because as an influencer, content creator, this is what's swelling my life. You know, I started YouTube not thinking of it as a full-time job or even a job. I just saw it as something I loved. And the industry grew while I was studying law to the point that when I had moved to New York, the industry was solid. And, you know, by then I'd grown a following. I think I I was in New York with about 18,000 followers. And that's when I took the risk to even go into this full-time mind you this is when people usually go full-time when they are a million followers or at least 100 <laughs> and me I'm, I'm here doing that 18k like that's wild I didn't even yeah. see it like that I didn't see myself doing that like I would set goals like 
when I'm at 100K, I'll do this full time. And look at me doing it full time at 18K. And it's literally that purpose that I held on to that met me at a point where, or at least I met it at a point where I'm in New York, I'm in the right place. This is the time to go full time in. And so that's the thing about purpose and why it's so important to fight for your dreams and, you know, and yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're the one living through your own life. You know, it's easy for people to tell you, don't do this or do this. You know, why are you doing this? They're still going to live their own life and you're still going to be in your own struggles because mm-hmm. you, didn't, you didn't follow your dreams. Mind you, I'm not saying following your dreams or your purpose makes it easier, but it makes it a little bit worth it because I feel like, you know, when you're with your purpose, you have a level of guarantee that if if you were just doing any other thing, you really don't have, you know, like if you're on earth to do something, there is a, there's a greater percentage of success than if you're just like roaming through earth and just doing anything. And I think that's just the beauty of life and you know why it's so important to feed into your curiosity because that's kind of what's allowed to your purpose. And, you know, the more you feed into it, the more you put yourself out there, the more you really just expand yourself and think beyond just what is everyone telling me to do and, you know, key into yourself, you get to a greater point, wow, this is what I feel like I'm called to do. Or mm-hmm. you get to a point where you're just genuinely satisfied with what you're doing, even if it's a struggle, you know, at peace with it. And I think that's just the most important thing. Do you ever feel like you were overwhelmed with that uncertainty that came with following your passions or finding your purpose and just not knowing what the future held for you? Oh, constantly. I think that's, you know, <laughs> that's why, you know, I, I always say following your purpose is not easy um, because you kind of, it's like you're drawn to something without seeing the road to it. So it's mm. scary. Like, where am I going? But you just know you're going. But it's like, where do you know? <laughs> so it's, scary. it's really scary. Like, you know, I'm telling myself, um, it's scary, but it's beautiful. You know, when I told myself I was moving to New York, everyone around me was kind of like, wow, that's crazy. And I was just looking at them like, um, no, like it's just a place. <laughs> and then I moved there and I'm like, oh, okay, I understand now. Like, it was actually that crazy. Like, you know, you literally just moved so a whole country, a whole across city. the world, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was just that urge and that need and, you know, that brought me here. And the first year in New York, crazy, like I was crying most times. I was like anxious. I was worried, everything, but like, I couldn't give up. Like I just had to fight through it and it's gotten to me gotten me to this point so you know at the end it's like I constantly have that and I think that's the beauty of life like a lot of us that are striving to make something happen it's not that we don't have these fears or worries it's that even with those fears or worries we still go beyond it we still move with it you know and that's that's the thing that sets us apart you know the people that are too scared to do something and the people that are like man even if I'm scared I'm still gonna do it and that's why I love the idea of you know calling people courageous is because even in the midst of fear they still do it you know even in the midst of all of that the urge to see it through the urge to align themselves with their purpose is stronger and it's not stronger they just to follow what's more important. And I think fear is fear can be a good thing. You know, sometimes it's telling you stop, but sometimes it's also showing you that something means something to you to the point where it scares you. And, you know, even in launching my brand, this is something I've been wanting to do for the longest time. And I recently just found the purpose of my brand in like May, just before my launch. And, you know, that just goes to show how much purpose is a continuous journey you know it's not something that you just have 
that one answer to for the rest of your life. It's constantly evolving and it's constantly growing with how much curiosity you give yourself or how much risk you take. Because at the end of the day, if I'd decided like, oh man, this year in New York is crazy. I'm moving back to Nigeria. I'm just going to a law, a law career. That's it. Then I wouldn't have got this point where I kind of know more about myself or know more about the purpose and the vision for my brand and really what I choose to do. And it's constantly just always putting yourself out there and not letting people dictate or kind of stare you in the direction. And also just, you know, acknowledging that, yes, it's scary. Yes, I'm definitely clueless about what I'm doing, but I'm still going to be curious about finding that answer. I'm still going to be curious about in how this story will end or mm-hmm. where this journey will take me. And I think that's really just it. And I remember you talking about, you know, trusting your intuition and following your inner compass on, I think, your latest podcast episode on finding your purpose. Would you say that you believe in manifestation, um, you know, the law of attraction? I <laughs> <laughs> recorded a whole um, episode for my podcast just talking about manifestation and, you know, prayer. And Honestly, I don't believe in manifestation and why I've gotten to this point is because I realized, I think it just goes back to my spirituality, like I'm Christian, I'm a Catholic and I think at first I, because I was looking for answers to what am I even doing in New York, what am I even doing in my life, I kind of felt, I fell into this whole manifestation thing and you know, to me it, it it was like, oh yeah, if I dream it, if it hard enough, it would come to life. And I think the problem in manifestation or in thinking manifestation is the answer is that you, you think you're in control of your life. And in actuality, you're really not. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, like, you're not in control of your life in the way manifestation makes you believe. You know, manifestation kind of, shows you like if you think you're if you think hard enough if you believe hard enough that you will be a billionaire next year it will happen and you know for (laughs) me it only happens because it's granted to you like that is your purpose on earth that is your purpose that is your destiny that has already been aligned to you and I think the beautiful thing about prayer and you know understanding manifestation for me it's not the same that with prayer you know you're asking god to help you to align you with your purpose on earth and i think with manifestation you're more so kind of trying to tell the world what you want it to be but when you remember that we're all here for a purpose you understand that it's not you that gives you the purpose if that makes sense <laughs> like that's why it's kind of that's kind of that's why it's kind of something purpose is something that you're almost trying to know what you're here for is because you don't create that purpose it's already it's already created for you to fulfill and mm-hmm. you know that, that is why that's why there's a difference between those who choose to fulfill that purpose and those who choose to just live life on their own terms and in their own direction and you know everyone will gain success you know however they gain it but i think for me, it's very important that I key into my spirituality and in prayer and, and understanding like the visions I have for my life is was given to me. I didn't just wake up one day and think this is where I'll be. I was just given a very strong vision that I chose to hold on to and not let the world dictate or direct me in where I'm going. Because, you know, think about it, you know, as a kid, I'm just watching TV and I'm like, man, I'm really in love with fashion now. And it's just a strong <laughs> desire for fashion. And, you know, here are my parents trying to tell me, ah, no, don't agree with fashion or please do law. And I'm like, ah, no, it's fashion. Like, you know, and I'm fighting it to, to show people. And, you know, the progress that I've made is because I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm fighting for my purpose. I'm not just waking up and saying oh god you know or universe grants me what i want and you know the powerful thing about prayer or at least faith is that 
you believe and you know hopefully it's god's will for you and it will come through but at the end of the day it's like if it's not god's thing for you it won't happen you know unless you pray and maybe he's like okay okay maybe you can <laughs> so that's the thing and i think for me in even understanding that i don't control my destiny or whatever in that way it grants me a different it grants me a different way of viewing life and understanding how things happen like you know i've i've spoken numerous times about how you know it's like oh i'm gonna study fashion design and you know i needed a nine-to-five so i went into a nine-to-five as an assistant and and as like as an executive assistant at Ralph Lauren and I remember having this terrible day it wasn't even bad bad it was just one of those days where it's almost like just even the simplest thing doesn't work out like you could be mm. sharpening your <laughs> pencil in a sharpening <laughs> I was just having that way and I remember just being at my desk working on what my boss had given me and, you know, just this voice came into my head, like, you could be working on your own vision, but here you are working on someone else's. Mm. And I was shook. I was like, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. That's just with me being lazy. Because this is a nine to five I was fighting for for a while. Because this was, this was finally the job that was paying me well, you mm. know, in some sense. And I remember that, you know, that voice came and I was just like, oh, it's just with me being tired and, you know, frustrated. But throughout that entire week, it was little messages, you know, little things that were just popping up. And I was just like, oh, wow, I actually have to quit my job. And I remember having like a a dream, but it wasn't a dream because I was awake, but my eyes were just closed while I was in bed. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember having a conversation with God and he was like, yeah, you have to quit your job. When I woke up, I was like, oh, no, it's actually true. I actually have to. And, you know, I was fighting, I was fighting it because I was like, no, I've finally gotten something that pays me well. Why would I quit to be, you know, to be doing, you know, all of this influencer content creation thing full time that it hasn't even started paying me well. Though. I was barely even making up to my rent in this whole area. Mm. But, you know, I went to church on Sunday and even the priest, what he was saying, I said, oh God, he's talking to <laughs> like me. He was talking to you. <laughs> You know, it was literally like sometimes God will ask you to do some crazy things and you might not even understand it, but you just have to do it. When I left church that day, I was even on Snapchat. I said, oh, guys, this is what's happening. You know, <laughs> did my job. And I did it, you know. And, you know, in that moment, am I going to tell, start telling people I manifested the fact that I would leave my nine to five and be doing this full time no like I was literally instructed to leave my nine to five and it's funny like even just moving to this my apartment I you know I was putting up like some some bowls and my shelves you know after just moving in and I literally just had like you know what I was doing was almost like deja vu and I remember dreaming of it you know and so it's for me the way things have panned out especially especially in New York I can't give myself all that glory and say yeah it's Whitney that did it or she manifested that stuff now man I literally (laughs) I literally always just continuously follow my purpose and and the direction that I'm giving and you know the message that I'm on and I think that's why I try to tell people like try and key into yourself your curiosity your purpose Mm. and it's not easy and it's never you know no one's going to shout it out loud but it's literally there and if you constantly try to follow what other people are doing or undervalue yourself or even you know your own ideas you limit yourself Mm. you know how can can you find your purpose if you know you have this interest in let's say dancing and in your head you're like man i can't dance i beg i beg let's just leave it (laughs) try this you know have you you know what have you done to see if it's for you and you know it's literally that sort of thing so for me I can't I don't believe in manifestation even though I tried it and I thought I did I think with the way New York panned out and things continue to pan out I know it's not me you know it's not coming from me personally Mm. 
I'm just given a vision or a dream and I continuously choose to fight for that vision to come to life and to make it a reality and to then come on YouTube and be like, guys, this is really, you know, how this happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's what kind of sets me apart is because I I have these conversations with my followers and I tell them like, guys, like it's God, it's not me. And, you know, (laughs) sometimes when you're listening to success stories, they kind of try to steal like, it. Ah, it's just God. And they leave it at that, but they don't really dive deep into it. Mm. Or they just leave it as, yeah, I manifested it. I did that. And it's like, no, talk about it. Talk about, you know, what led you to feel like it is God or it's, you know, manifestation or whatever it is. But I think for me, with my experiences um, trying both, I've come to conclusion that manifestation for me isn't it. And I don't believe in it. Mm. I would probably say like your words if you don't believe in like anything for like anyone that's listening I would just say like your words and your thoughts do have weight Mm -hmm. like your attitude towards certain things um that kind of depend like it kind of shows how it's going to turn out at the end of the day because I like how you use that dance example if you're already thinking negatively towards something that you like to do or you think that you won't be good at it then chances are that you won't be good at it you won't be good at it just because you are thinking like that so mm -hmm. and I think that curiosity as well like you know because you know that's why it goes back to understanding your vision or what you want and holding on to it I remember when I was you know I was in high school and I was I saw people in art class and they would come up with amazing drawings and I would just go in there and I'd stare at people's works like, wow, someone did this, like you drew that from your head. Like literally. So for me, I felt like, oh, you have to be born with it to know how to be an artist. Fast forward, you know, I've always, I'm always constantly searching how to draw, how to draw, how to draw. And I'll try different things. It just, I couldn't grasp it. Fast forward, I moved to New York. I studied fashion design at Parsons. And I take this fashion drawing or drawing sketching class, um, fashion illustration, and literally in three months, I learned how to draw. And now, you know, I've got to a point where, you know, I've started, you know, an art career, mm-hmm. which was so weird because <laughs> I'm always too shy to say, oh, I'm an artist, but I am now. And, you know, even people just saying, wow, at my work, I'll be like, wow, I love this. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> How weird. For a long time, I thought I couldn't because the environment I was in didn't help me see that I could. So I always mm-hmm. just thought something you're born with. But I held on to that curiosity. And, you know, I found it in fashion design, you know, by being in Parsons. I took that class and in three months I learned how to draw something I spent probably over five, ten years trying to do. I learned it in three months. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to just you have to fight for your own vision you have to fight for your own interest your own curiosity if you don't no one is going to and you know if you're not fortunate enough to be in an environment that actually lets you see that you can do it then you kind of have to key into yourself and fight that fight because I wouldn't have called myself an artist or at least even gotten to this point if I didn't study fashion design at Parsons. Mm. You know, I'll probably still be here struggling how to draw, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's so important that as much as, you know, your world can kind of tell you no or you can't, that you still hold on to truly believe, like, I, I want to do it. I want to learn it. And I think that's also what sets people apart from, like, talent and, you know, people that act so good at something mm. is they've taken an interest in something and they've keyed into it deeply and not on a surface level they're like I want to know you know and it just creates amazing results at the end of the day you have to believe in yourself and believe in those little urges or curiosities that drive you because at the end of the day they might seem so disconnected but they all come back to the same thing eventually and if you don't, if you, if you're not curious enough to see how it does connect, then you just end up thinking like, oh yeah, that was a waste of my time, you know? And actuality, it's not, it just, mm-hmm. it, it gave you clarity, it directed you in a certain way. 
So when you're in those um, environments where you feel like your passion isn't being catered to, when you feel like you're not making progress, or maybe you feel like you're stationary, how do you kind of recharge and remind yourself and just recenter yourself and focus on, you know, what you know that you love? Oh, I try my best to find things outside of my environment. And, you know, luckily we're in an age where we have the internet and I've always used the internet as my space to create my own world when I feel like where I'm physically at isn't up to what I need. And, you know, it just goes back to always just understanding who you are and what you need in you need for yourself and your environment because we're not always in control of where we are. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't in control of where of the spaces I found myself till I moved to New York. If that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was in primary school. I loved it there. Went to high school. I hated it there. I always (laughs) wanted to leave. Um, Went to like foundation. I also hated it. It was only when I was at uni that I loved it again. And even then it wasn't the, truly the best best in terms of the people that were around me but I still found you know my escape there and you know now that I'm in New York I can curate my physical space that is aligned with me so you know it's just understanding that you won't always find yourself in spaces that are best for you so you need to find your escape however you create that is up to you like you know for me I like to curated in terms of online spaces like Instagram or Tumblr or Pinterest Um, and I like to honestly find people that I feel like I can relate to and stick to them or at least try to get with them I think even now with starting my brand I have a vision for it that's you know it's foggy like I said your purpose will always be clear mm-hmm. so it's foggy and it's frustrating because I see what I want but I can't really interpret it fully well or even talk about it so on one hand I'm like oh I don't really want to talk about it because I don't know how to talk about it but I'm not letting that hold me back from being curious and researching and honestly just speaking to friends and being as vulnerable as I can about my ideas and then, you know, per, per telling me like, oh, no, you actually know what you want. And I'm like, okay, but I, I still feel like I don't. <laughs> and, you know, it's that sort of thing. Like, it's a very frustrating thing. Um, but I think, you know, do your best to reach out to people and not feel like you're stuck alone. Mm-hmm. And it could be a very random stranger um, that you just feel connected to just reach out not everyone replies mm-hmm. hopefully they reply you but <laughs> do your best to always seek out a space that is and it's really not the easiest thing because you know even just growing up I didn't really feel like I had what I needed or at least the people that I needed mm-hmm. and it was only until about lost finding bits people you know here and there that I felt like oh yeah we're on the same page I feel connected to and, you know, a lot of them, you know, I'm also meeting online socially. So it's really, it's really a lot, like a lot. We won't always find the best friends that we want, you know, growing up or the best, you know, partner or whatever, um, or even sp- family or support system. But I think it's important to, to find people that you connect to. And that's why it's also important for me to share these stories so even mm-hmm. if i'm not physically with you at least you know there's like whitney out there actually understands me and she's going through the same thing and that to me it's you know it's why i always prefer to be vulnerable and to talk about certain things because you know there are people that can't curate the space that is good for them so that on social media trying to find those people and if I can help them feel like they're not alone in their struggles then I would do that um so it's really it's really you figuring out how to navigate that space um I'm always trying to remind myself to reach out to people one thing I I don't like doing is reaching out to people (laughs) and that's (laughs) scary um I think for me it's mostly rooted in fear 
Mm-hmm. Fear of disappointment. I don't like that feeling of disappointment. So I'd rather not ask people for help. I'd rather not talk about certain things with people. But, you know, I'm learning that it's just by having these conversations with someone that is willing to hear, to listen. And, you know, that makes a huge difference. Like the other day, you know, I'm talking about my purpose for my brand and the vision. And I know what I want but it's still so foggy. I don't know how to go about it. And I was like on a two hour FaceTime call yesterday mm-hmm. with my friend and I literally spoke to her and we we're just talking about, you know, life in general. And it was by just having that conversation where I could just talk about the fact that I don't know what I want, but I know what I want as well. <laughs> and, you know, when I finished that call, I felt it, I felt a greater sense of clarity on what I want, you know, and now I'm even like on Google, like searching for actually searching for what I want. Cause I feel like I'm closer to finding a clear vision of the vision. So it's, it's literally just doing that. It's finding your space or finding people, whoever that is and keen into that and curating your space. And I'm constantly telling people, follow people online that feed you. Don't just follow people that, it's not doing anything for your soul because at the end of the day, what you consume, whether you know it or not, it affects how you see your life. It affects how you even think. And even now that I'm diving into fashion design as a career, I'm kind of, you know, unfollowing people and curating what I need to elevate my designs to where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you're still, if you're still consuming the same old things that you are consuming, you can't elevate yourself if if you're not mindful of what you're consuming where you are and all of that so it's really a process of curation and understanding what you need and finding it online because online is really my escape um especially when i can't curate the space that i'm in physically yeah and i remember you also talking on your podcast kind of about how sometimes you feel like your determination and ambition they could be your weakness at times so how do you kind of turn that around and redefine success in your own terms oh um (laughs) (laughs) i think it it's how i interact with other people's content Mm. online and also just asking myself that question of where am i going and what do i want to improve in my life because i think you know People talk about it in terms of, you know, your friends shouldn't be jealous of you. And let me tell you, I am jealous of my friends sometimes. And it's not that I'm jealous in terms of I want to be you, but I'm jealous because it's it's triggering an emotion that is linked to my idea of success. Mm. And if you don't understand your feelings and, you know, what you see, it's easy for people to just kind of tell you oh yeah you're just jealous that's it but it's like "Mm -mm, I'm not jealous I'm not jealous towards my friend I'm jealous because I feel like I haven't gotten the level of success I believe I should have if that makes sense it's almost like maybe your friend um won an award that you're like oh man I, I I've been wanting that award you're not necessarily you might not be necessarily jealous of your friend per se but you're jealous because you linked that award to a defining moment in, 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 your, in your world of success. And so that's why it's going to trigger that emotion of jealousy. But if you take a step back, it's easy. For, you can then identify it and be like, why do I feel this jealousy? Mm-hmm. And you now realize, oh, okay. You feel this jealousy because you think winning a award as you know best upcoming designer means that you're actually doing something in life and so you can then now sit down with yourself and tell yourself wait do I want to constantly feel like winning awards would define my success Mm. and and now decide yes or no you know so for me you know I'm constantly redefining my idea of success because what I thought I wanted to be I no longer want that for myself because it hinders how you see your own, how you see your own self. And I know, you know, just from some conversations on Twitter, it was like how a lot of us were growing up trying to do this whole 
Forbes, Forbes 30 under 30. <laughs> you can see all the scandal that is under Forbes and you kind of realize that, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They aren't really something I should be holding up to anymore. Like they're just a magazine that puts together a list of names to feel like they're doing something in life. <laughs> <laughs> No shade to them, but it's 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 the way you understand certain things that mm-hmm. helps you control how you see success. You know, because this is me for a long time. I was thinking, man, I want to be on Forbes 30 on that 30. You know, I can do it. And then with all these scandals, I wait. Well done. What I was aspiring to. Nope, I don't want that anymore. Let me take a step back. <laughs> on my list. I do not want it. And you know. It's, it's you understanding these emotions that are triggered so that you understand what it's tied to. And a lot of jealousy or, you know, a lot of it is because people's idea of success is a certain way and that continues to control the idea of happiness. And I'm not mm. saying I'm a pro at this because I'm really not, <laughs> but I'm always constantly trying to be aware of it. When something triggers me online, like, even just my friends doing something and it triggers something in me, I know I should take a step back, mute their post for a couple of days, weeks, so that I can find clarity in why do I feel this way towards what they shared. And you just find out, oh, it's because, you know, you feel like they're excelling in something they want to do and you feel like you're not excelling in even what you want to do for yourself. Mm. You know, that helps. That helps you in those low moments because it's these little moments that trigger you that you find clarity in understanding why tomorrow you're going to be upset the entire day because you feel like your life is going nowhere. It's because you probably saw something online that triggered you to feel unsuccessful. But then you look at your life and you remember how far you've come and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Whitney, when Whitney was 18, she dreamt of having her own apartment. Uh uh-uh, isn't she? And here she is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's on that. Be keen to these emotions and you understand them. And don't just leave it as, yeah, you know, she's jealous or she's this, she's that. It's mm-hmm. understanding that you feel as your emotions are a reaction to something. So you need to understand mm-hmm. why is that something and why is that something you know, causing this emotion and it really helps you create a better head space for yourself because even now, you know, people are like, oh yeah, Whitney, people think you've blown and I'm like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't, I don't really think so, but it's okay. It's okay to understand why people think you've blown is because probably you took a risk that you're, I took a risk of moving to New York and I'm succeeding at it. So it's mm. for people to feel like I've blown because maybe they aren't succeeding at their own risk or they wish they took the risk that I took when they wanted to take the risk. And now to them, it might be too late, mm-hmm. you know, of things. So it's really just understanding that your idea of success needs to be healthy. And honestly, I'm still figuring out what my idea of success because I feel like until I see a million dollars in my <laughs> No one should do But I can't think that way. I can't think mm. uh, that until I get A, then I'll be happy. Because then yeah. when you do get A, you might actually never be happy. You're looking for the next thing after you get A. It's kind of like I have to change that. And that is still honestly a conversation I'm having with myself mm. to figure out when will I be happy. And I think honestly, my idea of success is probably you know just living life in a way where i am happy and comfortable and if i want to travel tomorrow i can just hop on a flight i don't mm-hmm. have to <laughs> you know that's I a dream to, yeah you know i have this level of ease in just living life and you know i'm still trying to figure out my definition of success because i realized a lot of what i thought was you know success is just really not it and i want to change it so it's healthier Mm-hmm. I like how you talked about, you know, someone thinking that they missed their opportunity or they think that it's, it might be too late for them in life. Would you say that it's ever too late for someone to start up their passion or just take up an interest and explore their curiosity? Oh man, it's never too late. Like it's never. Um, 
I think it's just the risks are different depending mm-hmm. on how far you wait. Like I was, I am, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm single, you know, I'm in, you know, I was in Nigeria when I decided to move to New York. I had, I had no kids. I still have no kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you had no kids? I was like, you have one. <laughs> I'm just talking about back then, you know, Mm -hmm. when I took the risk on moving to New York, I had none of that, you know, and even now that I'm in New York, I still have none of that. So the way I'm going to take risk is different from someone that maybe when they wanted to take a risk, they were single Mm -hmm. and that they want to take that risk. They have a partner they have to think of, or they have kids they have to think of. So it's never too late. It's just that the risks are different and the way you strategize will be different because I'm my own person. I'm, you know, the only thing I'm responsible for are my guinea pigs. You know, <laughs> I want to move to, if I want to move to California tomorrow, I can literally just move. But if you're someone that, you know, you have a kid or you have some sort of obligation that is just beyond you, um, it's definitely going to feel more of like you've, you can't do it but you definitely can you just have to re-strategize or think of things a bit differently um and you know understand the risk you know when I decided to quit my nine to five um again I didn't have I don't have anybody to take care of at home it's just literally me so I know you know before I, I quit my nine to five or at least when I decided to quit my nine to five I need to save up like three months rent you know, and, you know, enough for bills. So imagine if I had like a kid and I had to think of daycare and, you know, their school fees, of course I have to then plan more and save more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I I told myself I would quit in October and I'm like, oh, maybe I should quit in November. That way I have more money. You know, it's just that sort of thing. But you still have to realize that end dates your life and no one's going to live it. And you have to take that risk, whatever it is. And, you know, honestly, I'm someone that likes to tell myself, I'd rather take a risk and fail at it and at my own decision than to listen to someone else and be unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those weigh differently. You know, I'd rather feel like, man, I took that risk and he flopped, but at least man, I took it and I know now, as opposed to taking someone else's risk or no, no risk at all. And then in a few years time, you're like so upset. And Cause then the blame shifts, blame shifts, you know, and it's so beautiful because we're in a world where anything is incredibly possible. And if you don't give you a chance to see that you always feel like you have to live life a certain way, or, you know, I have a kid or I have this responsibility. So my life must be this certain way. And, you know, you can still create a world where you're happy and you need to figure out what it, what it is you want and to just go for it. Like, no more excuses. Go for right. it, you know? Thank you so much, Whitney. Before we wrap up the podcast, I would love it if you would please lead. I know I was listening to your podcast the other day and it just immediately puts me at peace. You led like a short meditation slash breathing technique so I would love it if you would close the podcast today by leading one of those, please. Oh, wait, 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 what? <laughs> I said I would love it if you would close the podcast today by leading a short meditation or breathing technique. I know that I was listening to your podcast the other day and you led one of those and it just made me feel Okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think because what you just said keys into a project I'm currently working on so I was confused like did I talk about something (laughs) I'm reading your mind yeah exactly so I was like ooh uh, um, okay um first of all I love um meditation it's an amazing way to just like ease the mind and honestly what I like to do is to you know kind of stop myself if I'm doing something or to just sit down or lay down and to close my eyes and to breathe in, to hold it, and then to breathe out. And to do that like three times, or at least till I feel like 
I am at peace with myself. I think it's also important to talk to yourself in kind words. Um, based on what's happening, um, I think one thing that I love doing that I learned from this meditation I took is to breathe in while saying, I do my best. And then to breathe out while saying, and I release the rest. And for me, that just goes back to how at the end of the day, we're always just doing our best and we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't control everything. So it's to breathe in saying, I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> and, you know, that's really been helpful in reminding me that at the end of the day, like, that's all you can do, you know, and you should just let the rest be whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today with me. I had such a fun time and I'm actually nervous about which section of the podcast I'm going to get the audio bite from because there's so many gems to choose from. So thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. I was so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. This was great. I loved it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, all of Whitney's information will be in the description. And I hope you come back again to hear from me. Thank you, Whitney. Bye.